Google has introduced a new disclaimer in Chrome's incognito mode following a $5 billion lawsuit alleging the mode's misleading privacy claims. The updated blurb informs users about data collection, clarifying which browsing data is not saved and which Google can still access. This change comes after a federal judge allowed the lawsuit, which accused Google of violating privacy and wiretapping laws, to proceed. The tech giant's previous attempts to dismiss the complaint were unsuccessful, leading to a substantial settlement in these recent alterations to Incognito's Modes users' notification. That and many more stories tonight. You're listening to Geek News Central episode 1718, coming to this Monday, January 22nd. I'm your host, Todd Cochran. A big shout out to our primary sponsor, GoDaddy.com, powering Geek News Central. Grab their great deals at geeknewscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. And of course, to all of our awesome, awesome listeners, we want to thank you. Head over to geeknewscentral.com, get connected to us. Again, get over to geeknewscentral.com, follow or subscribe to our podcast. And then be sure to dive into our digital hub and don't forget to check out our partner shows. As a, as a listener of this show, you're really our real MVP. Feel free though, we'd like to have you contribute your time, talent, or treasure by coming a Geek News Central Insider at geeknewscentral.com forward slash insider. Of course, we are lit and live with the modern podcast apps from podcastapps.com. Join our value for value movement by downloading a modern podcast app. Again, we're live and lit. And of course, get on board and don't forget to follow or subscribe via your favorite modern podcast app. Sign up for the newsletter. Of course, again, while you're over there, and join our chat room at geeknews.chat, geeknews.chat. And of course, if you have feedback on the show, geeknews at gmail.com or catch me at, on X at geeknews or find me on Facebook. Woo, kind of messed that up a little bit tonight. Did you notice? Hey, everybody, welcome. And of course, we want to thank GoDaddy for being the longest continuous sponsor of a podcast. I want to thank them very much for being here, subscribing, I mean, supporting the show. And we want you to consider doing so as well as they are the longest running continuous sponsor of a podcast. And yes, you can lock in your savings here. All of my codes are available at geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. $11.99 for a brand new domain name or $6.99 a month economy of hosting, which includes a free domain professional email and an SSL certificate for the first year. Again, $6.99 a month economy hosting, which includes a free domain name, professional email, and an SSL certificate, or $12.99 a month managed WordPress hosting includes, again, a free domain, professional email, and SSL certificate, again, for the first year, $12.99 a month managed WordPress hosting, or get a free trial of GoDaddy website builder, your choice of personal business or business plus plans. That's a one-month free trial. You can lock these savings in, geeknesscentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. Get over there. The savings and the performance for this month is going to be measured in the next couple of days. So we hope that you will lock in your deals now. Again, your support of this podcast via the sponsor 
directly supports the show, allows us to do what we continue to do here, even though your host may mess things up once in a while. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate your support of GoDaddy. Lock in, lock in a deal. And uh, we definitely want to thank GoDaddy for their fantastic support of the show. And uh, again, get over there, geekcentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, hey, here's the thing. Don't leave near the end of the show. I've got something special at the end of the show, something that we have not done on this show since probably episode two or three. I'll let you guys be the judge. Maybe we did something before, but we're going to explain to you how your participation by using a new podcast app supports others in the podcasting space beyond me. And uh, stay to the end of the show. Don't scroll ahead. Don't scroll ahead. We don't want you to do that. But if you haven't already, go to podcastapps.com, get yourself a modern podcast app. And this is not for live. This is for those of you that are listening to the show post live. And then buy some sats and, uh, you know, stream a few sats a minute to the show. And uh, we'll show you at the end what we're going to do. So uh, a little bit of exciting stuff for you. I am leaving for PodFest Orlando weather uh, allowing on Wednesday. So I'll be down on Orlando Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, fly back on Sunday. I'll be here for the show on Monday. And then we go remote for a while. Uh, but anyway, back here again uh, for a show on Monday. No show Thursday because of traveling down to Orlando. So I want to thank all of you again, long-time listeners show. Thanks for being here. And uh, this, this first article tonight um, is really a, a pretty amazing. Uh, you don't see Google making changes very often. And, uh, but apparently this lawsuit apparently has been settled. Google's old disclaimer, which currently remains visible to most users, is more ambiguous. But this new one is uh, very, very much uh, full disclosure. And um, so the company in Greed in December to do oh, they did. They, they, they actually doled out $5 billion. Though a judge has until February 24th to approve the settlement, Google's already working to prevent similar complaints, but again, altering its incognito text. While only those using Canary, Google's early release experimental version of Chrome designed for Velvet can currently see the disclaimer. The fact that it's even on Canary hopefully means it's coming to mainstream Chrome soon, probably in the next update. $5 billion on that. Brilliant. Because if you think you're incognito and you're not, well, you're not. And uh, I think most people knew when their password app would still work and log you into websites, you kind of knew incognito wasn't everything that they said it was. So, 
very, very, very curious. Meanwhile, and for the ladies, this is an important one, especially ladies that are going through menopause, or if you know someone that's going through menopause. Now, it is no secret that women that have experienced menopause, some women get osteoporosis. And this is characterized by porous bones that can easily be fractured. Um, if you are regularly exercising, and again, there's no, there's, there's good, I'm not a doctor, but I know if you have been using your muscles and doing work after menopause, physical work, this will lessen the impact as well. But the FDA has provided clearance for a medical device called OsteoBoost. It's a vibrating belt that improves bone density in patients with osteopenia. Now, this is what leads to osteoporosis. The device was developed by a California-based startup called Bone Health, and in part with NASA is the first medical device of its kind to get regulatory approval as a treatment option for postmenopausal women. One in two women who have experienced menopause get osteoporosis. The Osteo Boost Belt is designed to prevent bone density from reaching the stage of where you get osteoporosis. It works by mechanically stimulating the strength of the bones in the hips and spine of a wearer and prevents the further progression of bone density disinter disintegration. The blueprint of the technology from NASA research that was investigating ways to prevent bone density from weakening in astronauts. The belt should be worn for 30 minutes every day or at least five times a week for it fully to take effect. It delivers a gentle vibration that makes it easy to be worn pretty much anywhere or any time, such as during dog walks or washing the dishes. During clinical trials, CT scans shown that the fo following the integration of the belt into the patient's care plan, bone density visually improved over time. In a study backed by NIH, women aged 50 to 60 lost 3.4% of their bone density by the end of 12 months without any intervention. Now listen to this shocking number. While patients who wore the belt only last 0.5% of their bone strength. That's incredible. Current standards of care for preventing osteoporosis during osteopenia stage are mostly life suggestions that we can hardly hear, of, such as a well-balanced and calcium-rich diet, frequent weight-bearing exercise, and reducing the risk of falls. Although lifestyle interventions such as exercise that are beneficial to bone, the effect is small. The osteoboost shows promise and slowing the loss of bone density and strength and may fill the treatment gap. Now, OsteoBoost is still not yet available for sale, but you can sign up to get notified when the device is released. It is going to cost around $800. To get the device, you'll need a prescription from your doctor. Oh. So you, because it's an FDA device, so pricing may vary depending on insurers and co-pays. 
Bonehead's still working with insurers regarding coverage. While the price projection could have drastically changed, the, the device could debut for about 800 So this, this is fantastic. What, what do men and women break as they get older? Hips. This is where a lot of issues happen, right? So this, to me, is very, very exciting. OsteoBoost. And uh, this is fantastic. So link will be in the show notes. I know every one of you that listen to the show knows someone that has suffered from osteoporosis. Next up, and this is very curious. Let me read this headline. Florida man slams tyranny of central bank digital currencies in re-election bid. Florida man. The register says a Florida man has chosen the next culture wars flashlight. He will rally behind in an effort to mobilize the 2024 U.S. presidential electorate central bank digital currencies. The Florida man. This is this is so chicken. Such a currency. Presidential candidate Donald Trump said such a currency would give a federal government, our federal government, the absolutely control over your money. They could take your money. You wouldn't even know it was gone. This would be dangerous threat to freedom. Former President Trump promised his he would block the CDBC from implementing digital currency. Now, this is the crazy part. Here's what the register said. He's not entirely wrong. Would it make much sense to issue centralized tokens only rook or undermine them, thus ruining their utility and acceptance? CBDC generally aren't a great idea in terms of private surveillance. U.S. government can already seize people's assets and stoop on their banking records. Of course, a CDBC would make that a whole lot easier, especially if smart contracts to some degree of programmability was involved. The U.S. Libertarian Party tweeted earlier this month that CBDC means giving the Fed's ability to confiscate your wealth and violate your privacy on demand and must be stopped before they take root. How come they're afraid to say his name? I guess they're following MSNBC and CNN and others, huh? So the register. It's it's kind of shocking, really. They agree with him in the article, yet are too chicken to say his name. Geeknews at gmail.com. Geeknews at gmail.com. What say you in this type of reporting? Hey, something here real quick. Of course, we want to thank our insiders who is providing value back to the show in, t- in, in the terms of treasure. I want to thank Curtis Parrish for his $5 Ohana donation. Mike Dell for his $2 sustaining donation. 
Christian Petre for his $3 sustaining donation and Gary Ebels for his $10 warrior donation. If you haven't considered it yet, this is a great time to become an insider. Geeknesscentral.com forward slash insider. Time, talent, or treasure. If you don't have the time or the talent to support the show, we definitely appreciate your treasure. And uh, again, whatever you want to contribute, you can do that via the website. You can do that, uh, of course, with fiat coupons from PayPal or or you can support the show with Satoshis as well by using one of those new modern podcasts app. We've had a number of folks streaming the show live. We definitely appreciate those of you that have. And uh, thank you so much for your ongoing sats per minute uh, as you stream the podcast on a new podcast app. Thank you so very, very, very much. Getting back to the content tonight. See if I can find my spot. CISA is now warning government agencies to patch the Avanti flaw immediately. The U.S. Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency is warning government agencies to patch the recently discovered flaws as they're being used in a while to compromise vulnerable endpoints. The vulnerabilities were found in Avanti Connect Secure ICS and Avanti Policy Secure. Doesn't sound like they're very secure and allows threat actors to run arbitrary commands on those endpoints. Thousands of victims since January 11th have been observed. Several successful exploitation of vulnerabilities of these effective products allows a malicious threat actor to move laterally, perform data exfiltration, establish persistent system access, resulting in full compromise of target information systems. Ivanti is yet, oh my goodness, to release a patch. It was said, in the meantime, it released mitigation measures, which include importing an XML file into affected products, thus making necessary reconfigurations. These are zero days that have been reported. Link will be up in the show notes. According to TechRadar, Google search may be getting worse, and AI threatens to ruin it entirely, and I agree. A team of researchers led by Lepdeg, L-E-P-Z-I-G, Lepeg University and Bajos University and the Center for Scalable Data Analytics and Artificial Intelligence conducted a year-long research experiment to answer the question, is Google getting worse? And the answer was essentially a resounding yes. The study wasn't specifically confined to Google, also analyzing the results from Bing and DuckDuckGo. The research-specific exam products review search terms, meaning that we shouldn't immediately panic Search for short questions with factual answers still return accurate results, for example. However, the study did find that across all search engines, higher-ranked pages frankly showed signs of lower-quality text. So things are changing. The study did note that Google performed better than Bing and DuckDuckGo in several key areas, and when reached for comment, a Google spokesperson concurred that the study itself points out that Google has improved over the past year and is performing better than other search engines. <laughs> they also claim that Google has launched specific improvements to address these issues and highlighted other third-party studies found Google consistently serve as higher quality results. But the machines are coming for the search. Yes, they are. 
A Google employee or employees have blasted profoundly boring management, which lacks visionary leaders among, amid layoffs. From the C-suite to the SVPs to the VPs, they are all profoundly boring and glassy-eyed. Diana, Diane Hirsch, Theralt, wrote on her LinkedIn page on Wednesday. Theralt reacted to the news. Google was laying off several hundred people from its ad sales team. We know last week the company shed about 1,000 employees from its Pixel, Fitbit, and Nest divisions, a move that reportedly outraged staffers are particularly upset by the fact that CEO Sundar Pichai did not communicate directly with those affected. So apparently the supervisors agreed. Google is successfully cementing their reputation as a place that after years of service, all you get is an email from the system says that you're fired. It's just business. They can fire you anytime and you do the same and leave anytime. He wrote, forget loyalty or commitment both ways. So more people are getting the hatchet. Apple has released iOS 17.3, which introduces the new stolen device protection tool, which this is a little bit of a weird tool. First of all, password protect your phones. Biometrically protect your phones. Don't be afraid to use the image unlock. So this isn't used to locate a stolen iPhone or iPad, but rather to keep the thieves from accessing your personal data. If someone manages to steal your iPhone or iPad and you've updated to OS 17.3, you can lock them out of the system by forcing Face ID or Touch ID access. This works even if they have your passcode, so they won't be able to put in their own biometrics and lock you out. The software, though, automatically mandates a one-hour security delay before changing the passcode. If the phone or tablet is recognized as being in an unfamiliar location, let me read that again. The software automatically mandates a one-hour security delay before changing the passcode if the phone or tablet is recognized as being in an unfamiliar location. Stolen device protection won't stop thieves from doing their thing, but it'll make things harder for them. The tools available for both iPhones and iPads. What about MacBooks and all that? So there's some other stuff that's for Apple Music and AirPlay and stuff like that. So uh, link is in the show notes on that. Uh, Kirk, when we were in uh, Vegas, left his phone someplace. <laughs> and uh, he has both an iPhone and an Android. And we, uh, oh, was it his Android? Yeah, it was, or his find his iPhone. One of the two. Which one was it? Oh, it was his Pixel. So we got on my computer. He opened an incognito window. <laughs> we went to find my Android. He logged in and we found the location of the phone. And we essentially knew it was in security before security knew it was in security. He went down to security and said, oh, we don't have it yet, but come back in an hour and, and, and you know, we'll check. And he, that's what happened. He went back in about an hour later and they had it because we could see 
we knew where approximately where security was in the convention center. And uh, I said, oh, I bet it's at security. So someone was nice enough to turn it in, saving Kirk having to buy another device. Now, if you, if you have an iPhone or an Android, you should always once in a while check those services to see where you see, see if you can find your phone, even if it's with you. It gives you good practice on how to access that in case something goes sideways. So, um, yeah, so save the day. He was quite relieved. Um, obviously, uh, you know, basically everyone's whole life is on their phones and his was no different. But it does give us pause to think about making sure your phone is backed up, making sure your pictures are syncing, all those things that if you lose, you would scream bloody murder and not be very happy about. So, you know, just make sure that all those services are activated, that, you know, you don't lose a year's worth of pictures because, a.k.a., I didn't have it turned on. David in the chat says, CDBC bad. <laughs> well, there's one candidate out there that uh, says he's going to ban it if, uh, if he becomes reelected. Microsoft says it was hit by Russian hackers who wanted to know its secrets. SolarWinds hackers are spotted accessing email accounts from Microsoft's senior leadership. It is not known how, exactly how many emails were accessed, but Microsoft did say the compromise include including those belonging to members of senior leadership and those working in cybersecurity and legal departments. The company noted how a group known as Nobilium, a.k.a. Midnight Blizzard, managed to compromise a legacy non-production test tenant account via password spray attack. The group used that account to gain access to a very small percentage of Microsoft corporate accounts. Some emails and attached documents were stolen. So even Microsoft subjected to just a simple password phishing, be able to, or guessing, you know, spray and pray and got in, probably using some passwords from some other uh, hacks that have been out there. Lamborghini is announcing the future of EV batteries through a new organic fast charging battery, and it could trickle down to cheaper EVs. Thanks to a new MIT, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. Thanks to, I haven't sneezed all day. What is up with that? Thanks to new MIT research, which was partly funded by Lamborghini, we could soon see the end of difficult to source and problematic rare metal materials featuring in batteries of the future. There we go again. The MIT study aim was to replace cobalt and nickel, typically used as a cathode in today's lithium-ion battery with organic material that could be produced at a much lower cost. This would also reduce the impact on the planet and conduct electricity at similar rates as cobalt batteries. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Anytime you can use organic stuff, so get away from using rare earth metals and so forth, the better. It's being reported by Tech Radar that Vision Pro may have an app problem with developers possibly unwilling to commit to Apple's revolutionary new platform. Why? Well, apparently the $3,500 device, there's only 80,000 units initially that have all sold out. 80,000 people have signed up for a 3,500 device that may not have very many apps. It appears that those didn't get an earlier developer's release are out of luck. So if you're a developer 
who didn't receive a kit that needs to buy the headset to test your app, you're not even going to be able to buy one to get one to do that. It's probably going to be the case that Vision Pro will have to stumble before it can walk. So we'll see. We will see. I'm sitting on the fence. I wasn't one of those early ones. No way, no how. Got to give me some use cases that make sense. 3500 bucks. That's two computers. That's two computers, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. Fortunately, NASA has restored contact with Mars helicopter ingenuity after communications drop out on its latest flight. People have held their breaths on January 18th when they announced that they lost contact. It had been nearing its completion of its 72nd, 72nd flight when it uh, basically lost signal. It did officially regain communications with ground controllers. but they had to use perseverance conducting a long-duration listening session to help pinpoint the signal. The team is, quote-unquote, reviewing the data to better understand unexpected comms dropout. Well, they probably got too far away is what happened. But just think about this. That helicopter, you guys remember how long it's been on the surface? I had. Ingenuity launched the Martian surface along with the Perseverance rover on July 30, 2020 and landed less than a year later. So it's essentially been operating for two plus years. So but they had lost uh, communication with it on descent the last go around. Apparel supplier for North Face Vans has admits that CyberTAC led to a data breach of 35 million customers. So the CyberTAC was disclosed to the SEC. Data breach of 35.5 million customers. That means they've purchased site from a major brand like Vans, North Face, Timberlane, Dickies, and more. You may have been impacted. Initially, VF warned customers that CyberTAC experience in December could have an impact on its holiday fulfillment, but it did not. So what did they get? They haven't said. Cyber attack doesn't say breach. Yeah, data breach. So what did they get of your data? Your name, your address. You know, you can buy that stuff. You don't have to hack someone to get it. Meanwhile, Lone Depot discloses that hackers breached personal data of 16 million customers. A ransomware attack against the mortgage lender slowed down the business for over a week. The company took some IT systems offline but faced a slow recovery. Company took to social media to complain about payment issues, struggles to access their accounts, and evil trouble closing deals on mortgages. By Friday, about two weeks since Lone Depot's first came forward about the incident, Seems like systems like customer portals and other internal sites returned back online. Again, they did fell victim to a ransomware attack. And they're going to offer free credit monitoring, which comes with most of these attacks. 
At the same time, Carnegie Mellon reveals it was hit by a cyber attack over the summer. About 7,000 students, employees, and contractors were impacted. So uh, they say there's no evidence of fraud or inappropriate use of information from those files. What, what kind of files did they get? Files. They got files. Okay. The attackers likely access and copy data including names, social security numbers, and birth dates. Why are we still not encrypting this stuff? If it's on a document, you can secure those documents. You can encrypt those documents. You can lock those documents. This is not rocket scientists, ladies and gentlemen. I don't get it. I don't get it. There's a very, very interesting article. Another one from the register, which, you know, we, I, we followed for years. It's a, it's a little bizarre. Let me read you the headline. Tech bros are playing God. Catholic Church's AI priest complains. Effective altru- altruism blamed for Silicon Valley desire to heal humanity's woes. Franciscan friar Paolo Beninati is among the Vatican's preeminent voices on AI, on hand to steer the Pope on tech-related matters, including deep fakes. He says, there is paternalism in Silicon Valley, a tendency to play God, meaning a desire to do good for people, whether they like it or not, which I want to challenge, Beninati told the Times. This is bizarre. He goes and talks about, should you save a drowning man if he's Hitler's father? He basically went on and made this thing and said, oh, we we cannot play God. We're not the savers of the world. (laughs) Oh, He says the Uber Tech Bros Brigade should, in fact, be more concerned with the use of AI by humans for unholy purposes than AI itself, said the friar. I am more worried about natural stupidity than artificial intelligence. This is um, a weird, a weird article. So those of you that are Catholic, please take your time and read through this. Because it, it, it's, it's a, a little bit of a head scratcher. Do you think tech pro tech bros are playing God? What do you guys think? I'd I'd love to I'd love to find out your thoughts. Geeknews at gmail dot com. OpenAI bans long shot presidential candidate bot for breaking terms and services, terms and conditions. A Chat GBT powered bot trained to mimic Congressman Dean Phillips, Democrat Minnesota, the long shot challenger to Joe Biden, is dead before it had a chance to move voters after OpenAI banned its developer violating its terms and, and conditions. Apparently, it was uh, built by a super PAC. Super PAC was actually led by Matt Krisoff, a founding member of OpenAI, at the head of the PAC. And apparently, he said he didn't know it was being done. And uh, 
the campaign itself by the senator confirmed that they didn't endorse the bot's creation. He says the very aspect, the very nature of super PAC means we legally could not discuss any aspect of what they're doing. A campaign spokesperson told us, adding that the campaign has no plan to create its own comparable AI candidate. You don't think they didn't talk and say, hey, we're creating a bot for you? So it was built by a company called Delphi, but uh, violated ChatGPT's terms and conditions. Four astronauts, including Turkey's first, have arrived at the space station. The rendezvous came about 37 hours after the Axiom Quartet's Thursday evening liftoff from NASA's Kennedy Space Center. So uh, both the Crew Dragon vessel and the Falcon 9 rocket were supplied, of course, by SpaceX. And uh, once the astronauts reach the space station, they fall under the response to NASA's Mission Control Operation Houston. The Crew Dragon and Tom Z docked at the ISS. So uh, I guess they're going to be there about 14 days. Conducting more than 30 scientific experiments, many of them focused on the health, on space, on the effects of space light on human health. What does it cost to do this? $55 million per seat. Wow. $55 million per seat for services, organized training, equipping customers for space flight. What do they have to pay NASA for the O2 or anything else that they use while they're up there? What what is they I guess they must bring their own food, huh? You would think so. It's being reported that Apple might switch storage tech for the iPhone 16. It could mean a two terabyte pro model. So right now the the most you can get is a one terabyte model. Google's corporate goal for 2024 been leaked and cost savings are one of the main focuses. Well, I can understand that. It's tough out there. Business is tight. Is Google going to cut more jobs? Well, they said they're already going to, but how many? You know, probably going to cut some and add some to try to, you know, stay up with the Joneses on the AI part. Meanwhile, Francis fined Yahoo 10 million euros over cookie abuse. So, uh, this is from investigations carried out in October of 2020 and June of 2021. So uh, they're going to take some more meat off the table and uh, find Yahoo of all companies. Who uses Yahoo? Google and Samsung plan to add their Dolby Atmos alternative to TV soundbars and YouTube in late 2024. A spatial audio format war seems unlikely, but this new format pro promised some advantages over Atmos. Huh. So this alternative to Dolby Atmos called IAMF, which is sort for immersive audio model and formats, and they've confirmed that the new spatial audio format will be rolling out to TVs. So, uh... We'll see when this goes live. Samsung soundbars, etc. Hmm. Google stuff, we will tell. They don't want to pay Dolby the license fees. Should not be surprising that shoppers feel more at risk of being scammed and retailers are having to step up. 
attackers are consistently target customer data. I, I found something on my credit card the other day that I, I couldn't believe. And I went in and it was a collective charge by a company I do business with where they rolled a bunch of services into one bill, which they weren't supposed to do. And I reached out. You have to be careful. You have to watch your credit card bills, ladies and gentlemen. It was uh, $487 and it was only supposed to be 97 And uh, I took the company to task pretty hard. My account has been refunded and because the other stuff was supposed to come and they just decided they should bundle my, my services up with them and charge me all at once. So you gotta, gotta look at your card. You like to look at your cards. So You know, I think that we all, you know, with the with the craziness going on in this world, we just got to watch. We just have to watch our stuff really, really close. And, of course, with the situation at Apple, the Apple Watch may be missing a headline health feature. Here's what's going to happen. They, they, they have, they have uh, taken Masimo back to court. They're fighting in court. This appeal could last a year. What this is really about is money you can guarantee that the next Apple watch is going to be designed with all the bells and whistles that they want. And at some point, Apple's going to write a check, a licensing check. And I'm sure it's going to be a big one, but Apple can afford it. So we'll see you, 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 you steal someone's IP or you infringe, you have to pay. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with this. Of course, we know AIAP, AI app uses surging. That could be a major security risk. Cloud and AI apps are security, not more, security nightmare report claims. Beyond the limitations of artificial intelligence, enterprises are found to be accessing an average 20 different cloud apps up to 14 over a period of around two years. Half interacted between 11 and 33 cloud apps monthly, and the top 1% were found to be using more than 96 different cloud apps. The growth in cloud interactions raises concerns about security. Users are three times more likely to fall for phishing scams than they were to download Trojans. Moreover, cyber criminals targeted a range of sectors with cloud apps and shopping sites being among the top targets. Criminally motivated activities dominated attacks in 2023 with Russian groups leading the way. So again, more, more scary stuff. Meanwhile, if you live in Europe, Meta, will let EU users unlink their Instagram, Facebook, and Messenger info. In other words, separate login for Messenger, separate login for Instagram, separate login for Facebook. Beautiful. Beautiful. Meta says doing this will limit some features. Well, of course. But at the same time, the change means that e-users will be used many of Meta's services without their information being shared. Which re I was trying to find the article. And if someone can find it, please send it to me. There was a story about, in Europe, Office 365, specifically, I believe, the email app, displaying a notice somewhere in the app that said something to the fact that, be aware, I guess even though you're paying for this service, and I'm sure it's the same with Google, 
your information is being shared with up to 972 entities, something to that effect. If anyone sees this, I heard about this on another show. Please, 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 please capture and send it to me. I want to know about this. I went searching. I did like a cursory search on Google and did not find what I was looking for. So uh, if you find that article, fire it over to me. I definitely appreciate it. All right, don't go. Don't go. I got something special for you guys tonight or today or whenever you're listening to the show. But before I do, geeknews at gmail.com. Geeknews at gmail.com is the email address. Don't forget to consider becoming an insider. Geeknewscentral.com forward slash insider. If you cannot donate your treasure, or then consider in contributing time or talent. Submission of articles, submission of episode art, submission, just anything you can do to help promote the show. Talking about us on social media. That's like, and let me know that you do. It's a great way to promote the show with, with your time and talent. And if, you, if you're not willing to exchange or provide treasure. And if you are willing to provide treasure, become an insider. There's a place to make a one-time donation and or sign up for a monthly. Okay, we definitely appreciate it when you do. All right, so what I want to share tonight is if you are using a modern podcast app, from just a few seconds from now, when I start what I'm going to start, every sat that you donate do a boost or live streaming sats will go to this artist that I'm going to play a song that was played on uh, another podcast I listened to. It's a gal named Abby Muir. She's in Stockholm and the name of the song is Stockholm. So we're going to, I'm going to play this clip and what's happens right during this time that I'm playing this is we're going to put what's called a value time split in the RSS feed. And instead of Satoshi's coming to my wallet, it's going to go to hers. So this is where we share the wealth. Now, I'm not going to play music on every show, but I just want to demonstrate this to you. Those of you that are streaming sats on the show right now, as soon as I hit play with her music, the sats that you're donating to the show are going to go to her. And it's, again, through this cool thing called value time splits. So it's my pleasure to introduce Stockholm from Abby Muir. My material could throw me in the cell.
Pod Save podcast music from Abby Muir, A B I M U I dot com. That's how Value for Value Weeks is. As David said in the YouTube chat, it's basically live wallet switching technology. So during her song, those of you that were using a new modern podcast app that were streaming sats live, every sat went to Abby Muir, to her wallet. So along with a percentage of those donations going to the other folks in the podcast being 2.0 ecosphere. All right, folks, trying to get you guys on the level playing field here. Come on over, get a new podcast app at podcastapps.com. And, uh, Thank you for your support. Be back with you a week from today for another show. Meanwhile, I'm off to PodFest, and we'll be teaching podcasters all about this cool podcasting 2.0 technology that I keep talking about. You guys got to use the apps. Everyone, see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.